This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. At Joe Biden's first address to a joint session of Congress last week, the president laid out his vision for America centered on government spending, rebuilding infrastructure, and creating jobs. During the speech marking his first 100 days in the White House, Mr. Biden said this. Good guys and women on Wall Street, but Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built the country, and unions built the middle class. So that's why I'm calling on Congress to pass Protect the Right to Organize Act, the PRO Act, and send it to my desk so we can support the right to unionize. That's President Joe Biden during his address to a joint session of Congress last week, articulating his support for the PRO Act or the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. The House passed the PRO Act earlier this year, marking this year's May Day, a day when workers around the world uphold their labor rights. The Working Families Party and others held commemorative events on Saturday, May 1st demanding the full passage of the PRO Act. My guest is Maurice Mitchell, National Director of the Working Families Party. He's a nationally recognized social movement strategist, a leader in the movement for black lives, and a community organizer for racial, social, and economic justice. Welcome to the program, Maurice. It's good to be here. So first, tell me how important the PRO Act is. What exactly would it do to facilitate unionizing at a time when labor organizing is actually more active than it has been in a long time? Well, that's a great question. And so May Day just passed. And May Day, as you said, is an international day to sort of center workers and worker organizing. And also symbolically, what is May Day? May Day is a, a distress call. Right, May Day is known as a distress as distress call. Also, May first is a time for spring renewal, and we really look at the Pro Act and the principles behind the Pro Act to move us from an emergency, and we think we're in a state of emergency for workers, into this renewal where we're focusing on worker power. So, to be to be concrete, right, if the Pro Act was was law today, it would mean that. Some of the tactics that Amazon is employing around the country, some of the union busting uh, practices, those tactics would be illegal. Um, and it, it creates a, a basic floor. So the tactics that we know corporations are using in order to prevent their workers from organizing right now would be against the law. Uh, the other thing is that it would provide an opportunity for workers, regardless of their immigration status, to be able to be organized. And we know that undocumented workers are uniquely at risk because of their status. Uh, the other thing is the PRO Act allows for what we know, what, what are, are known as secondary strikes. Those strikes are, are different than, than the strikes that we normally consider because they allow for people in a particular workplace to be able to hold solidarity strikes for other folks, maybe in the same that might be uh, have the same employer but different workplace, or solidarity for other movements. Imagine what it would look like if it was legal for people to strike uh, in order to be in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives and police violence. Um, it allows for more worker power to come together so that workers could constrain the immense power that organized capital has on our government and on our day to day lives as workers. Would the PRO Act also upend the uh, so-called right-to-work laws that have passed in many states around the country, including in Alabama? 
Absolutely. So which is where Amazon know, had its victory over over union uh, workers trying to unionize. Yeah. That's right. Um, Alabama is a site of a lot of activity. In fact, there's uh, currently there's um, there we know that there's uh, coal miners in Alabama that are that are on strike right now, as well as the Amazon workers. And yes, it would outlaw these these horribly regressive far right right to work quote unquote right to work laws that have sprung up all over the country um, and creating just a level playing field for workers to be able to organize their labor right like in a in a society like ours where um, you know the prevailing economic system is neoliberal capitalism organized capital has captured government has in many ways captured our lives this allows us to use the one thing that could counterbalance organized capital, organized labor, uh, to be able to come together in order to show what worker power could do to create dignified lives for all people. Right now, white to work laws strategically are put into place because organized capital fears the power of organized labor. This will allow people in their workplaces to, to organize freely in ways that allow them to center their dignity. So the PRO Act, which again stands for the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, uh, it uh, passed the House just about a month ago on uh, March 9th, I understand. And it, of course, would face an uphill battle in the Senate. Uh, what is the sense that you have about Senate passage of this bill? I imagine some of those same centrist Democrats that have been opposing progress uh, during the Biden administration in this two-year period where Democrats control the House and barely control the Senate and, the, of course, control the White House, that, that they are also expressing opposition? Well, we have a limited window for us to create the type of transformative change that is on the agenda that so many people voted for. People did not vote for bipartisanship, right? People did not vote for us watering down what the people need to thrive. People voted for us coming out of these serious intersecting crises. And as it relates to the PRO Act, that's that's true too. So there's senators like Mark Warner, Mark Kelly, uh, uh, Kristen Sinema, that could potentially stall or stop the PRO Act. And anybody who's listening now and is a constituent of any of those senators, they, they need to engage those senators to let them know that Virginians and Arizonans are making significantly less money a year than other other Americans because we are at a disadvantage in terms of worker power coming together. Now, that interestingly, could be uh, interestingly yeah. uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who in early April said that he had not pledged support for the PRO Act, has come out in favor of the PRO yeah. Act. He, what, what do you think convinced him? Is it organizing? Absolutely. There's there's so much organizing taking place. And when it comes to the PRO Act and a $15 minimum wage and ensuring that, um, you know, this next <clears throat> this next infrastructure bill is as big and bold as possible, you're talking about solutions that directly serve working people. West Virginia, West Virginians, for example, um, everyday West Virginians would only benefit from a $15 minimum wage from the PRO Act being law. And Joe Manchin is accountable ultimately to his constituents. And so there is organizing taking place in West Virginia like you wouldn't believe. Uh, we have a West Virginia chapter that's very active on the grassroots level in rural country, uh, in suburban and urban West Virginia. Joe Manchin is hearing it from his constituents as well as allied organizations, labor institutions, grassroots organizations that are saying, 
Senator Manchin, you have an opportunity to be on the right side of history, and this is how you do it. So the uh, the the battle that Amazon recently uh, waged against workers in Bessemer, a majority black uh, worker warehouse that was trying to organize under the Retail Workers Union and uh, Amazon through its disinformation campaign and tactics of intimidation, uh, essentially beat back that effort. Joe Biden expressed support for that unionization effort, I think surprising many people in the days before the union voting was to end. And of course, I mentioned we played a clip of him uh, backing the PRO Act in his speech to Congress last week. Are you heartened by a president like Joe Biden, a man who is more known for centrist ideals rather than, you know, strong, radical labor actions? Are you impressed that he's putting himself out there, at least sort of philosophically and verbally? I am heartened, right? I think what you're seeing in Joe Biden's rhetoric is a shift in our, our national debate. It is a demonstration of why and how organizing works, why and how mass movements are able to shift and change the political climate, right? So politicians like Joe Biden, they address and they adjust to the political weather. Our social movements, our organizing has the ability to change the political climate as it relates to worker power, to the central role of Americans' unions in strengthening um, and, and creating a floor uh, for uh, the American people and creating a pathway for true dignity. Um, we've, we've won that debate. We've won the debate, um, I think, around neoliberal policies. Joe Biden, in, that, in his, um, in his uh, state of the, well, uh, his joint uh, address to Congress. Which he is normally that, called the State of the Union Address starting right. in year two of any president's tenure, yes. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, he said that trickle-down economics never worked, right? That shows a shift from the austerity and neoliberal policies of the past 40 years. And, it's, us, and it's what activists like you and I have been saying for many, many years. It was amazing to hear Biden echo that. Yes, for decades. So these are all indications that our movement has effectively shifted the political climate. And now Joe Biden and other politicians are operating in a climate that we've won based on our organizing, our voting, on our protest. And we need to keep up that intensity uh, to ensure that uh, we don't slow down in any way and we make sure that we secure the victories in governance. We just need to look back during the Obama years when Obama was able to build an electoral movement to the White House. He was successful in the politics of winning the White House. And then when it came to governing, that electoral movement demobilized. And then as we know, the far right movement, the Tea Party, was the movement of the day that swung our politics dramatically to the right. And we're now operating in an environment where we're, we're beginning to, to sort of excavate ourselves from that rightward shift that we, that we rapidly moved to due to the Tea Party. We've learned those lessons and now we understand it's our job as political protagonists outside of government to create the conditions where Joe Biden would say something like trickle-down economics has failed or we have to pass the PRO Act or actually weigh in on a labor fight, like an ongoing labor fight. These are good indications that our work um, throughout the years, during the four years of the Trump, uh, the Trump administration, where our movements came together and really pushed uh what we thought what we thought was possible with politics and we had movement candidates like cory bush and jamal bowman enter congress and aoc 
all of these things are coming together to create a new opening an opportunity it's only an opportunity we still have our work cut out for us in the organizing on the ground and continuing to push people like Kristen Cinema, like Mark Kelly, um, like other senators who are still on the fence, who are still uh, caught in, you know, are a little behind Mark Warner and need to be pushed and prodded and challenged to do the right thing and be on the right side of history. Maurice, tell me what your May Day events with the National, with the Working Families Party were all about. How did you, you know, use culture, music artists, uh, and art to uh, draw support for the PRO Act? Well, um, you know, there's a, a phrase that culture eats strategy for breakfast every day. Uh, we, we definitely, uh, we subscribe to that. And we think that a, an important front in our struggle is the cultural front. You know, you see the far right, they're engaged in the culture wars. It's not for fun. They understand the power of culture. And so we've, we've, we're engaging with artists, with musical artists and others that are pro-labor, having conversations and engaging their audience, their popular audience that usually are, cap are captivated by their art and their music to have a discourse around worker power, around the PRO Act. And so uh, May 1st, uh, we took an opportunity to do that. We had Billy Bragg, we had other artists um, in dialogue with labor leaders um, to have a just a common sense conversation about what this means for everyday people. Um, we had artists all around the country um, play pro-worker songs and use social media in order to lift up those pro-worker songs and connect it to the PRO Act. Artists that have audiences that, you know, listen to listen to them in ways that they may never listen to somebody like me as an organizer. Um, and through their music and through culture, begin to make meaning of, of their lives. And, and in some ways, politics is a, is a form of meaning making. And so it makes perfect sense to engage uh, cultural artists, cultural organizers, and other folks in the meaning making, especially in a world where so many things are changing, so many working people have so many questions about the things that uh, could protect themselves, their lives, their communities, and the strategies that they could be involved in. Sometimes having a, uh, a thick sort of political discourse can only reach certain people that a song could cut through all of that and, and enter people from their heart space and begin to get people to shift their consciousness. And so we engaged, um, we engaged the cultural organizers, if you will, artists and musicians uh, in producing their art in order to lift up the, the struggle of, of organized labor and the worker during May Day and then have that direct conversation about why the PRO Act is so necessary. What's the next step for the PRO Act? And do you have any sense of when it would be introduced into the Senate? Um, because that's the only obstacle since Biden has already indicated he supports it and would presumably sign it if it passed the Senate. Sure, well, we're gonna keep the pressure on. We're gonna let uh, Majority Leader Schumer know this is high on our priority list. We're going to continue to put the pressure on, uh, again, uh, Kristen Cinema, Mark Kelly, Mark Warner. Um, we're going to engage Arizona, everyday Arizonans and everyday Virginians um, in reaching out to them. Um, and you know, we're also going to continue to use all the fronts of the struggle. Uh, continue to engage on the cultural front with the largest megaphone we can to make sure that the Pro Act is popularly as a popularly understood piece of legislation that everyday Americans understand the value of the PRO Act. That's the work that we have to do. And we invite um, just every everyday people, anybody who's listening to join us, they could, they could text WFP to 30403 and we could help give them 
very clear, specific um, opportunities to volunteer in order to make the PRO Act law. Say that again and slowly. Sure. It's uh, WFP. Uh, you could text the number 30403, text the, the word WFP. Text WFP, which stands for Working Families Party 230403 to get involved. And you have chapters that you had mentioned earlier all over the country, right? That's correct. That's correct. And we are not in normal times. So for people who are cynical or people who say, well, you know, uh, you know, Washington doesn't work that fast. But we're not in normal times. We're in a time of intense crisis. We're in a public health crisis. We're in a crisis of democracy. We're in an economic crisis. We're in a racial justice crisis. And so we should not act like we're in normal times. Neither should the folks in, Cap neither should the folks in Capitol Hill. We have this opening that we pried open through all of our activity, through uh, voting in November, through flipping the Senate in Georgia. And uh, we didn't pry that opening uh, so that we could simply re renege on the agenda. We need to advance the people's agenda, which absolutely includes the For the People Act, right? We need a baseline, like we just got through, January 6th happened not too long ago. And we need a baseline for every voter, Democrat, Independent, Republican, where people could be assured that they could vote safely, they could vote securely, they have access to the ballot that won't be restricted by politics or anybody's agenda. And uh, before the People Act does that and creates uh, the, the floor that everybody needs to know that no matter where you are in this country, um, how you could conduct yourself as it relates to the, uh, to the vote and to make it easier for people to vote, not harder. Then you have the American Jobs Plan, the American Family Plan, which is trillions of dollars of investments directly to the American people. And within that, within the American Jobs Plan is an opportunity for us to advance the interests of the Green New Deal, right? That investment in infrastructure, um, that investment could go a long way towards producing green jobs and transitioning workers who might be working in the fossil fuel economy into the new green economy where they could get good uh, union jobs that are good paying union jobs that actually get us to a place of sustainability. That's on the agenda. We could do all these things. These are progressive ideas that are actually popular majoritarian ideas that independents, Republicans, and Democrats, progressives and conservatives actually agree on. Maurice, I wanna thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck with all the work that you're doing at Working Families Party. It was great to be here, thank you. My guest is Maurice Mitchell. He's the National Director of the Working Families Party. We've been discussing the PRO Act, among other things. I'm Sonali Kolhetkar. We're online at risingupatsonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.